You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Fan flipping tastic. Happy Podcast Friday. Sun shining. Spring is here. At least where I'm at. There must be a front line somewhere between you and me because it is (laughs) anything but sunny. It is drizzling, not drizzling even, it's pouring rain. We got two feet of snow on the UP this week. How many feet of snow did you get? Did you guys get we snow? Didn't get, we didn't, we, did, we had a dusting, a dusting, just enough to be annoying the other day. Much better than two feet, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it mostly. <laughs> Anyways, what are we here to talk about today? So it's kind of an update to something we talked about a year ago, I-bonds. Ah. And how those rates have changed as inflation has changed and interest rates have changed. That's right. 12 months ago, I-bonds were the security to purchase. Yes. And yeah, just as a refresher, last May, so so I-bond rates get set at six-month intervals, basically May to November, and then November to the following May or April. Back at a year ago at this time, as inflation was was raging, the F- Treasury announced that the rate on I-bonds would be nine, a 9.4% annualized rate of return. And of course, that got everybody's attention, right? Absolutely. Guaranteed by the U.S. government, 9% yes. rate of return. Where do we yes. sign up? Right, right. <laughs> now, we talked last year at this time about that just and not that we've ever thought I-bonds were a bad idea, but just to like make sure people understood what that 9.4% stated return really meant. First of all, it's an annualized return and was only good for six months, not a whole year. So what you were really going to realize for your six months was 4.2%. Right. And so, and, and that, did change in November when when new rates were announced later in the year, it was a 6.89% annualized return from November to April. Once they're just, you know, now you now you'd be purchasing at the new rates. So um so the new rate has been announced at 4.3% annualized return. And that is for a someone who purchases a brand new bond, correct? Right. Yes. Yes. So that bond is going to pay 4.3% for the next six months. Uh, well, it's annualized. It'll pay half that for the next six mm-hmm. months. And then it will, again, change. The rates on these change every six months. And you're not... So, so people that bought last year weren't really locking in 9.4% annualized yield. It was just, that was their annualized yield for the next six months. Right. So now dropping to 4.3 sounds like a drastic change. And it, and it is in a way, but if you're thinking long-term, which as you and I advised last spring, these are really meant for folks that are parking money in cash for the long-term, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. meant as a short-term cash holding that you're going to flip into something else because right. you know you, you do you need to hold them for 2 years at least and they don't mature right. for 30. So yep. the main thing about that change in rate is that now they may actually be a better deal over the long haul than they were last year. 
because there's two components to the return on an I bond. Mm -hmm. One being the fixed rate and one Mm -hmm. being that variable rate that changes every six months. So what was the fixed rate last spring? Zero. Zero. So (laughs) that whole nice big return was all a variable rate that changed. Now, fast forward to this spring, because interest rates are higher now, the treasury sets a portion of that rate based on current interest rates, and they set it at just shy of 1%. Doesn't sound like much, but it's 1% guaranteed minimum that that bond is going to pay you over its 30 years, where last year, the minimum rate was zero, effectively. Right, right. So even though that variable rate is now lower because inflation is starting to come under control, holding the current bonds over the long haul may actually be a better choice depending on what interest rates do inflation does in the meantime. Yeah, I mean, if it, a lot of it depends on how you think of this, what is, which is what you said earlier, Dave, and that's if your goal is to have long-term, longer-term cash holdings that adjust and protect you against inflation, and you're planning on holding this for a while, then having a fixed rate at 0.9 versus zero is a really big benefit because it's really not necessarily what inflation is doing in the moment, but what it might do over the next three, five, 10 years, right? Right. And so now you're getting whatever that inflation is on top of at least 1%. Yeah. So the the new rates are basically 0.9% as a fixed rate plus 1.69% as the inflation variable rate while somebody who bought that bond last year got that big return for a year and is now getting a lower return than the new bonds would get because they're just getting that variable inflation rate. Right. And if you're, you know, basically stuck with this, quote unquote, stuck for, I mean, at least five years to get out without penalty, yeah. you're going to want, you know, it's much better to have a base rate of 0.9 than zero because yeah. we don't know what inflation is going to do over the next couple of years. Yeah. You're, you're just, you're basically much better off buying these, regardless of what inflation's doing at that particular time, buying them in a higher interest rate environment than a lower interest rate environment mm-hmm. at, Absolutely. The, at the end of the day. And, you know, the way I would approach it if I wanted I-bonds as part of my portfolio or my cash holdings is I would plan to buy a little bit every year. Right. Especially you know, as interest just, rates are going up. Right. Right. And, you know, just remember to, um, you're limited to $10,000 per year as a purchase. Yep. You can buy a little bit more if you, you can buy another additional $5,000 if you do it via your tax refund direct yeah. those into I-bond. I'm not sure. I haven't met anybody that's taken the treasury up on that offer yet, but it is out there. I thought you were going to say um, you haven't met anyone that has a tax refund. <laughs> a tax refund. <laughs> I, I, you know, yes, yes, we do talk to people that have tax refunds. Nature of our clientele is rather overpay the government than underpay them. I mean, but, I uh, guess... And how serious, depending on how serious you are about I-bonds, if you really wanted 15, you could work your taxes in a way that gave you a (laughs) $5,000 refund, right? Just pay a little extra at the end of the year and you're withholding. Right. That's an interesting strategy. uh, (laughs) I'm not sure I want to go to that distance with clients, but uh, yes, yes, Nick, that would be wonderful. (laughs) We're just going to withhold all of our social security. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> and turn around, turn around get, get I-bonds with the difference. I mean, we but, could get real creative and you could yeah. take an IRA distribution, do 100% withholding oh, on geez. it. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, we're losing people now. So, so the bottom line is, uh, we just wanted to update everybody on how I bonds have reacted to the different interest rate environments, and kind of point out the irony that now fewer people are going to want them when they see the headline is four point three percent instead of nine point four percent. But they might actually be better off in the long run to buy them now than if they'd bought them a year ago. I mean, I guess the silver lining here is obviously your rates have gone up. So they've gone up on the I-bonds. And mm-hmm. if you want to purchase an I-bond, do you do that directly through Treasury Direct. Um, yes. You can set up an account and link your bank account to purchase those. Um, and then like we talked about, you can also do it with a tax refund. Obviously, that would have to wait until you file your taxes. And mm-hmm. hopefully most of our listeners have filed already for 2022, <laughs> but there may be some extensions. In sure there. There's a few that got extensions. <laughs> so with that, Dave, uh, thanks for the update. And until next time. Yep. Good talking to you, Nick. Gather round and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.